Welcome to the Street Photography Magazine podcast, priceless inspiration and advice for street photographers everywhere. Hello again and welcome to episode 44 of the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Bob Patterson, publisher of Street Photography Magazine, and this is the place for inspiration and advice by street photographers for street photographers. I also want to thank you once again for listening. I really appreciate you for taking the time. And we have something very special for you today. Actually, special for the entire month of December. Also, I want to tell you that I'm here all by myself today. Ashley's not here. She and her husband, Juan Carlos, are traveling around Vietnam. And they're having quite an adventure. And the time difference makes it a little difficult to sit down at the same time and record a show. Plus, she's having too much fun. So we're going to catch up with her in a couple weeks when she gets back. And uh, actually, she's written a really good article about some of her adventures there that'll be in the magazine. So looking forward to that. Before we move on, I want to update you on the Miami Street Photography Festival. I know it's coming up soon. It starts on December the 6th. And it runs through December the 10th. Sunday, December the 10th is the last day. I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm going to be speaking on Friday of the festival at 12.30 p.m. I'll be in the main hall. And my topic is leaving your photographic legacy in a digital world. Please come and see me talk. Give me lots of applause. Even chime in. We're going to have some discussion time. Um, We'll bring in some of the, hopefully there'll be some of the other experienced published photographers there to give their opinion on a few things. So I'm really looking forward to it. But other than that, there's just lots of things going on in the festival. You can be busy from morning till night. But one thing, if you're going to be there, please look me up. You can drop me an email at bob at streetphotographymagazine.com. I've already had a few people connect with me. So if you want to get together, sit down for a coffee or maybe even something stronger, I'll be glad to connect with you in person. It's always a lot of fun. As a matter of fact, I was just in Miami uh, last week. I got back last week. We went to Cuba. We flew in and out of Miami and uh, had a very interesting time in Cuba. God, the sad news is I have to go back. This is a great time of year to be in Miami. As I said, December is a special month for us. We're going to call it Portfolio Month because we're going to spend the month of December talking about your online portfolio. It's a very important component of getting known out in the digital world. And myself as a web developer, I have a lot of experience in this area. So we're kicking off Portfolio Month today. And today I'm going to talk about, number one, why it's important to have an online portfolio. And we'll talk also about the downside of using the, and I'm using air quotes here, free services. Then the best practices. What are the best practices in in having your own website, your own online photography portfolio? I'll also talk about some of the biggest mistakes people make. And then we'll talk about some of the things that prevent people from creating them or prevent them from updating their website. And then I'm very excited because we have a sponsor. This is the very first sponsor we have ever had in Street Photography Magazine. And that's in the magazine or on the podcast. And our sponsor for the entire month is Portfolio Box. And I'll be telling you about them more later. 
And then at the end of the day, we're going to talk about a contest. We're going to have a contest for the month of December. That's also the first time we've done that. But let's get started. Online portfolio. Why is it important? Number one, I think the most important thing is that you own it. It's your own digital real estate. Nobody can take it away from you. And probably most importantly is you own the name, joesmith.com or billjonesphotography.com. In my case, my portfolio is bobpatterson.me, M-E. So it's great to be able to get your own domain name and you own that. If you wind up moving to another platform, take it with you. But if you're using somebody else's domain name, like freewebservice.com slash John Smith, if you decide to drop out, then you lose the name. So that's probably the most important thing. You have full control. Now, the downside of using the so-called free services, and by these I mean Facebook, Flickr, 500px, nothing wrong with those services. But the thing is, is you don't own them. You don't control them. And, you know, I've been in the web development business for nine years now. I have seen so many services come and go and change that you really want to have control over your situation. And in these cases, you don't. And as they say, if something is free, then you're the product. People are selling your eyeballs or they're selling your data. Along with that, free services like Facebook are famous for mining your data for advertising purposes or selling to others. So when you own it, that doesn't happen. Let's talk about some of the best practices in creating your own online portfolio, your own photographer website. First of all, you want to keep it simple. You want people to be able to find things that they're looking for, and you don't want a lot of stuff on there. It does not have to be complex. And you also don't want to reinvent the wheel. Because you are a photographer and you create beautiful images, you don't have to have a super customized flashy site because your photographs are what it's all about. If you make good photos, then your site's going to look good. And you don't have to do anything special other than that. You also want your website to be easy to navigate. I've seen so many that are very confusing that you can't find anything. And that goes along with keeping it simple. So you want to make it easy to navigate. And you want your content to be organized in such a way that people can find it easily. And they know what you're talking about. And I recommend you put only your best photos on your website. Don't put in filler. If you have only 15 great photos, then put 15 great photos on your website. You can add more later. Now, there are some basic pages that should be on just about everybody's website. First of all, you want an about page. Some people call that the artist statement. But talk about yourself and be very clear and concise and use Simple language. Don't use flowery artist language that nobody knows what you're talking about. Plain English, plain Spanish, whatever language that you're writing your website in. And tell your story. Talk about you, what you're all about, what's inside your head, and why you do what you do. Next most important page is a contact page. You want people to get a hold of you. They want to know how to learn more about you. 
at the very least with an email to reach you, but even better, use a simple contact form. And again, make it simple, make it easy. Another important page, if you're selling something or if you're providing services, would be a services page or a products page. And again, use that to outline what you do. And you may need other subpages below that, depending on how many services you have. But again, keep it simple. I was at a networking meeting among some local businesses just a couple weeks ago. And they go around the table and everybody talks about their business. And one woman started to talk and she rattled off about 15 things she does. I had no idea what she did because she said too much. So say very little and people will notice. And then you want a page where you can brag. If you're published in magazines like Street Photography Magazine, if you've had gallery showings or anything coming up, awards, contests that you've won, have a page for that. That adds to your credibility. And then probably the most important part are your galleries. Uh, now you want to limit the number of your galleries. I mean, this is different for everybody, but maybe you want to have one gallery for each genre of photography that you practice. You may have one for street photography. You might have one for portraits, travel, landscape. So have those categories individually. And then if you do projects, have a gallery for each project. And one of my favorites is the blog. I highly encourage anybody to write about their work. And in that case, you need a blog. And only certain platforms provide you with the ability to create blog posts. Now, another best practice is to buy your domain name separately. Many services will entice you by saying they provide you with the domain name for free. Well, they do, but then you're you're getting it through them. And if you decide to move to another platform, then you've got to either purchase the name from them or get their approval to switch it to another service. So the best thing you can do is just buy your domain name yourself up front. There's lots of services. A lot of people like GoDaddy. Personally, I'm not crazy about them. They are a very good registrar. That's the company you buy your domain name from. But then they try to upsell you constantly, and it's really annoying. Um, I buy all my domain names and I recommend to my clients to use a company called Hover, H-O-V-E-R. Great service, easy to deal with, easy to reach on the phone. They don't try to upsell you. And their service includes domain privacy, which means when somebody does what's called a who is search, or they do a search online through Google, they can't see who owns that domain because some people actually mine those things and then they try to contact them for selling things. And we don't need any more than that, do we? And then the last thing, and I tell this to everybody who's making a website, is don't be perfect. A website is a work in progress always. It's never finished. It's always evolving, always changing, just like us, just like people. It's always changing. So if it's not perfect, don't worry about it. Just put one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward. And there's one other important thing I forgot to mention, and that's when you create your galleries, set a limit as to how many photos go in each gallery and stick to it. I say keep it to 10, 12, maybe in some cases 20. And if you have a new photo that you want to put in your travel gallery, you're already up to your limit, then you have to make a choice. Which one am I going to take out to put this new one in? That way you're assured of having only your best work. 
Having constraints, I think, is a ticket to creativity. And that applies not just to creating the photographs, but also curating them. So what are some of the biggest mistakes people make when they create their online portfolio? Well, here's some of the ones that I've seen. Number one, their portfolio is not mobile friendly. Today, most people access the web through a phone or a tablet or some other type of mobile device. And I've seen many old outdated websites that do not change size and change their layout based upon the size of the device viewing them. You want a site that's what we call responsive and it responds to the size of the device that's viewing it. The next big mistake I see is having an old, outdated website. It might be one that was built five, six, seven, eight, ten years ago, and it no longer looks good. It no longer looks up to date. And as a subset of that, some of them still use what's called Flash, the old Adobe Flash technology that is really outdated. Matter of fact, Adobe is no longer supporting it. And it's not supported on Apple devices, on iOS devices. So if you have a website with Flash, it's time to update it because a lot of people can't see them. I look at a lot of websites every day. And if I go to one that's using Flash, that's hard to view. I just bypass it. I don't have time. Um, another big mistake is it's confusing and hard to navigate. Again, you want to keep it very simple. If it's confusing, people won't stay with it long. Number four, rule of thumb, if a page does not open within three seconds, people move on. So you want to make sure you're on a with a good service provider or if you're hosting your own website that you're on, a good server, not some cheapo thing that takes you know 20 minutes to load or even a minute to load is like forever. Think of yourself. And then the last one is too many photos. I see many, many websites where people will have hundreds of photos in a gallery. And many times they'll have the same subject taken from several angles. Well, you do want to work the scene and make sure you get your subject framed properly, but don't put all of those photographs on your website. Pick the best one. So what holds people back? I see this all the time in the web business is people know they need a website or they know they need to update it and they just get hung up. Well, the number one reason is probably not what you think and it's writer's block. It's like having a blank piece of paper and you're ready to write a story and you just don't know what to say. It's even worse for a website. People don't know what to say, particularly about themselves. That about page is one of the toughest ones for people to write because people hate to write about themselves. So how do you get over this? Well, one thing that I found and works for, works for me and works for a lot of our clients, and that is to either record yourself or dictate. And you don't need to have any fancy equipment. Any computer nowadays has some type of audio recording software, or even better, every smartphone has a recording application. So you can easily just sit down and record your thoughts. Just talk away. And then you can take that file and send it off to a service to have it transcribed. It's easy to do, and usually they, they charge by the minute, like a dollar a minute. 
and I'll include the names of a couple transcription services in the show notes. Or you can use dictation software. Uh, on the computer, I use Drag and Dictate, which is very good. It trains itself to, to get used to your voice and your accent and the way you say things. And it's very good for what they call sloppy copy or first draft. Again, you just sit down and dictate it. But it's a little more difficult because you have to tell it when you're at the end of a sentence and the end of a paragraph. So it requires a little different thinking pattern. And another good way to get things out of your head and onto paper or onto the computer is to have somebody interview you. You can give them a list of topics that you feel are important. You sit down with them, record it, and have them interview you. And somebody who is truly curious is going to come up with lots of questions. And it's a great way to get these thoughts out of your head. You may record it, and you like the recording itself, and you can embed that in your website quite easily. But again, you can take that and have it transcribed. Then you've got the text, and from there you can massage it. But the most important thing is breaking that block and getting those thoughts out of your head onto the paper. And the second hang-up people have is about the technology. Big surprise, right? Not everybody has the interest. Not everybody has the aptitude. It takes time. There's a learning curve. And a lot of people are just afraid of technology. Actually, it's pretty easy to do yourself, particularly with some of these um, portfolio services. And there, there are dozens of them out there, and, and many of them are quite good. And again, we are sponsored this month by Portfolio Box. I found them. I Let me back up a little bit. Uh, we're actually planning to offer a portfolio course you know, on how to create your own portfolio. And we wanted to be able to use a service and we wanted to be able to offer the people who take the course a service that we can wrap the course around so we're all talking the same language and how to make this portfolio. So I spent my time looking for a good service that people can use that's inexpensive, easy to use, and makes your photographs look great. And again, there are lots of them. I, I mean, I'm a WordPress developer, so I build everything on WordPress. And not everybody wants to... To go that far you know it's a pretty steep learning curve so uh, that's where i found portfolio box it's really a nice fit for what we want to do in the training and it's just a nice fit for anybody who wants to either update their portfolio or to create one from scratch i mean i'm really impressed with them as developers i mean these guys are really smart and they've done a really nice job creating this platform keeping in mind that it should be easy to use and uh, they've kept it very inexpensive. I mean, you can get it for less than $10 a month, uh, just paying monthly. Fortunately, you can try it for free if you like. It's a limited service. You get 50 photos, but you can create your portfolio. But if you want to have what they call their pro account, uh, they're offering our listeners 50% off, which is a great value. And that offer is good through December the 2nd. So that, that's coming up uh, just this Sunday. But if you're even interested, I encourage you to give it a try. They, of course, provide web hosting and all the back-end stuff like backups, which are a pain, things you need to do. Uh, you don't have to worry about software updates. They give you total design control. 
and it looks unique. It's unique to you because it's your photographs and your photographs are unique to you. It doesn't look cookie cutter. And there are many different layout options that you can choose from. You can have a blog, which is very important. That's one of the deciding factors for recommending them for our upcoming course. But it's very minimalist. It's a, it's a nice, clean design. It's very sharp. It's great for curation of your own work. And it lets your work do the talking. So if you want to give it a try, just click the link in the show notes for this podcast episode. And we also have them on our website. And those will be up through December the 2nd for the probably the best deal you're going to get on it. As I said at the beginning, we are having a contest. It's the first ever contest that we've had. And it's a photo contest. And the topic is going to be night photography. We'd like you to take your best or your favorite night street photo. And you can submit it through Instagram using the hashtag SPMNight, N-I-G-H-T. And the prize will be a one-year Portfolio Box Pro account. And the deadline will be Friday, December 21st. So have those in before Friday, December 21st at midnight, actually 11.59.59 p.m., so the very end of the day, Friday the 21st, and that'll be Eastern Standard Time. So have that submitted, and we will choose the winner and announce it right away. Please enter. Love to see your work. I'm just on a kick for night photography right now. So I thought, what the heck? Let's have a contest around night photography. So that's all for today. We'll be back again in two weeks. And our subject again will be portfolios. We're going to be interviewing a couple people with some really good portfolios that I think we can all learn from. So thanks again for listening. And we'll see you again soon. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Street Photography Magazine. It is the number one source for inspiration, education, and publication for street photographers everywhere. It's made by street photographers for street photographers. Street Photography Magazine is published once a month, plus a few bonus issues throughout the year. Each issue includes an interview with our featured photographer to discuss how they work and take a deep dive into some of their photos. It also includes photo projects and photo stories from photographers around the world to inspire you. And it's a place for you to publish your work to be recognized. For example, the Street Shooters of the Month section of the magazine. It features photos from members of our community. And many of our featured photographers have been selected from that group. So stop trying to go it alone and join the community. All of this for less than the price of a cup of coffee per month. Stop over and subscribe now at streetphotographymagazine.com slash subscribe.